Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Neil and Jordan podcast, podcast where two comedians talk like experts on subjects they're not experts on. Today we're going to be talking about internal dialogue. You know what, we probably are experts on this, based on just the amount that we have going on. I don't think we're experts on analysing it and the, uh, uh, the, the the psychological terminology and exact nomenclature of, of the... Uh, of all the facets of internal dialogue, but I think we can at least try to unpack it. What do you want to address when it comes to internal dialogue? It was pretty much one sentence that I'm just going to try and extrapolate for an hour due to lack of content. But there was a moment where I was having lunch with Mislov. Yes. And he said, you know, and... You know how some people have internal dialogue and some don't? And I was barely paying attention to him, which is something that I frequently do. And so then he said, uh, and like the, the conversation just kept coming back, and then this is something that really annoys him, uh, and rightfully so. I just sit there being like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then like five minutes later, like, what? Wait, what do you mean internal dialogue? And then he just goes, Internal dialogue. Some people have a voice going on in their head all the time. I was like, yeah. And then he said, I don't have that. And I was like, well, what? you must be a everyone's, fucking monkey then. Like, you're, you're not a person. I thought everyone has that. Yeah. And then I go over to my girlfriend and I say, do you have internal dialogue? And she says, no. Holy shit. You know why? I never realized this before, but everyone, like all throughout school, everyone that I've ever met before, always saying the same thing. You're a terrible listener. Well, I rebut with this. I'm listening to I, the voice in my head. I'm having two conversations at once. Yes. Constantly. I'm with you for the, uh, with that for sure. Uh, there's a, just a constant voice in my head that's analyzing everything and telling me what I should be doing, what I need to be doing, what I could be doing, all sorts of things. It's there. It's always there. But. It's there right now. Yeah. And it's, I mean, I was trying to like, after that, I was trying to experiment with how you turn that off. I mean, obviously there's a whole thing of like getting pressure, but you realize people. Alcohol. <laughs> oh yeah. That. Yeah. It's gone then. Mm-hmm. Uh, But this is the whole thing. Like, uh, it all made sense when we went and had shrooms. My girlfriend was kind of just like able to converse with me. And then if I wasn't conversing with her, she'd just be staring at trees going like, oh, they look pretty. Miss couldn't handle anything. Had to go into a room by himself and just watch movies for like six, eight hours or whatever. And you know, I was just saying that all I was doing the entire time was noticing that I was thinking. That is because of the inner dialogue. The inner dialogue is constantly there. So I just want to be talking about like the advantages and disadvantages of inner dialogue. Don't you think that the inner dialogue is what is telling you that the inner dialogue is there as well? Huh? So it's the inner dialogue saying, oh, I have inner dialogue going on. Mm Hmm. And? So is is there that 
extra layer of inner dialogue there because I have thoughts where then another v- thought will come in and say, no, 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 that's a bit, don't think about it that way. Think about it this way. Mm. So I'm actually having competing dialogue mm. as in the dialogue. Mm. Uh, I have a lot. And that's why I, if I smoke too much weed, it's, it's never good. Yeah. And, uh, yeah. but if I hit that sweet spot, I can actually focus in on it a lot more and really think about the thought track that is going on in my mind and come up with some pretty interesting ideas. Well, observe some pretty interesting ideas that I think get lost in the Farago that's so persistent when I'm uh, sober. Yeah, but I think that might you right. Like you, if you have inner dialogue, the way to do drugs is to microdose. Mm. You have to just have, as you're saying, the right amount, which really is just code word for not much. <laughs> yeah. If you have much. too much within a dialogue, you start getting very paranoid very quickly. If we're looking at positives and negatives of inner dialogue, my guess is that people without inner dialogue are generally happier people. Yep. Can't see how they wouldn't be. Yep. Uh, my guess is people with inner dialogue have the capacity to be far more depressive but also far more interesting and prolific because they've almost got multiple thought tracks um, combining to create whatever it is that they may be creating. Debating an idea within your head. Yeah, and then... It's molded before it comes out of your mouth. Mm. It's sculpted to a certain degree. Mm. Which I think is actually something that would be a challenge in both of our careers, but not actually because we're doing stand-up. But saying this, for instance, I frequently catch myself doing that, where I'm thinking about what I'm saying before I'm saying it. But if you talk to somebody who doesn't have an internal dialogue, they are not. They're just freewheeling. Fully freewheeling. Oh. Feeling the moment, saying what they need to say as it comes. If if there's anything that I'm sure people could probably observe just by looking at this podcast is that I'm very clearly thinking about everything I say. Yeah. I do a lot of pauses because I'm thinking. Yeah. How can I best articulate this? What am I really trying to articulate here? What am I actually trying to say? Yeah, I have a lot of inner dialogue, man. <laughs> it's usually pretty good. But if it's not good, it's definitely not good. Yeah. That happens. Yeah. But I'm wondering why. I don't know. Maybe it's a coping mechanism. Maybe it's uh, just a sort of evolutionary after effect from uh, environmental pressures. Maybe uh, it's uh, just the way my brain operates. Who knows? Out of these three... What would you say that... All right, give me this. When you're thinking what's going on, give me just a blueprint of it. Just various options are popping up in my head as to what to do or what to say. Are they words or is it somebody speaking? Or are they pictures? are... Words, yeah, yeah. Sentences or words? More sentences. Mm. 
It's not like jump, stop, start. <laughs> no, it's say it this way or do it that way. Do this, do that. What about you? No, mine's definitely auditory. Well, I so I, you're more visual. Well, no, no, no. When I say sentences, I don't see the sentence. I hear the sentence. You hear the sentence. Yeah, a lot of my inner dialogue is just. Well, it's just that. It's my um. It's it's this sort of omniscient disciplinarian. Come on, you got this coming up soon. You gotta you gotta get this done. All right, it's ten minutes now until this time. We gotta get home by then. We gotta uh, get to the gym soon. Come on, make sure you push it harder. Make sure you push it hard on that last set. It's just that is the vast bulk of my inner dialogue. You know, it's just a big pressure, like yeah, push. You know, on the way here, I was thinking about that as well. I was just like, I wonder what Neil's, how Neil's brain works. And you know what? It's exactly how you described it. Yep. It's not surprising, probably to people who listen to this as well. It's just a constant, keep going. You got this to do. You got that to do. Keep doing this. But then what has helped me with mindfulness and meditation is just added amongst that... uh, motley association of uh discipline is also you know love yourself <laughs> so it'll be like do this do that make sure you get this, this, this. hey be happy enjoy the sunset That's yeah, a good sunset. Yeah, yeah, make yeah. sure you look at the look at the look at the leaves but look at the way that the shape the shape that the leaves make yeah that's good now what do you have to do you got to do that so i'm just constantly going through this and then a little down down peak as I think about happier thoughts, but but I've but I've that inner dialogue is telling me to think of when I feel that like that inner dialogue engine is getting overheated, it now kicks in with think of think of okay, calm it down, calm it down, calm it down, relax, breathe, breathe, big breaths, think of something happy, think of be in the moment, be present. I would often do this. I'm like, oh, look at the plants you've got there. Look at that. Just focus on that for a while. Okay, good. Now send the email. Mm. So it's just that sort mm. of stuff. It's it's a lot. Huh? <laughs> it's a lot, my inner dialogue. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. It's pretty wild. Yeah. What's yours? Uh yeah, it look, it's exactly look, as we're always saying, right, like in case you're a new listener, uh Neil there's like four different types of chemicals that your brain goes through. Niels is serotonin, and that means that his entire life is kind of just based around planning. Uh, minus testosterone, and that is just that your entire life is based around obsession. So when people are talking to me, I am thinking about the big thing that I'm thinking about that day or that month or whatever. And anything mm. that just doesn't come into that I kind of just expel and it goes to the side. Someone has to be really engaging to get my attention or they need to be talking about something similar to what I'm talking about to grab my attention and hook me in. Otherwise, I can just sit there in my own world uh, enjoying my own company. And I think that that is a big difference between people that have an internal dialogue and people that don't. People that don't have an internal dialogue, I think, yes, in general, they are a lot happier. But they also, and I think this is something else, 
I think that they are generally going to be extroverts. And I think that they will oh, yeah. gain, gain their energy from being around people. Whereas you and I, I think, actually get our energy either by exploring an idea that we're thinking about, which is pretty much just this podcast, or just by sitting by ourselves. Because look, there's already people in your head, really. So you don't really need any more. And then after a while, I think that's just what happens. Is just I notice this all the time. Whenever I'm in a social situation, I'm always really tired. It never really clicked to me why that is. But it's just because it's just like, it's just two things that you have to focus on at once. I'm the same. Yeah? Yep. And so like, it's it's draining. So draining, man. I get into a social situation. I'm like, all right, we've got to make sure you have fun. You got to still be able to have fun with the with the boys. You got to have fun with this girl. You got to make sure you get, have a few drinks, but not too many drinks because you got this on tomorrow. Then you got to do that and you got to do this. And then you got to still got to maintain. Yeah, it's, it's, it's. It sounds like I'm crazy, but this that's just what goes on in my head. Yeah, but I think that that's just... That's just who I You am. either are or you aren't. Yeah. There's, there's two types of people that have that, I think. It's just another way... It's just an interesting way of looking at your brain, and yeah, I think it does, like, explain a lot of things. Especially, like, for instance, with you, it's, it's kind of interesting because, like, you're saying that and it's it, it like adds another context to the obviousness of who you are. It's like another way of just being like, yeah, 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 that that is that is how Neil operates. But the thing is that I think that like with all of these, you're you're always the last to know. But now that I've understood that this is uh a function of mine. Say something like, for instance, just like getting off social media or whatever. Mm-hmm. It's a lot easier to do now because you just you, you've understood another layer of how you're truly operating. Okay. I think that as a result, you know, like I was just saying this because I was just getting interviewed for some. Uh, it was like some interview cooking show that I did recently um, with an old friend of mine. There's just like, there's a lot of things, because that was the first thing that he was saying over and over again. You must get lonely doing your job. Or what's it like being a political commentator? And they're all just pointing towards having a lonely lifestyle. And they are like, yeah, it is objectively a very lonely lifestyle. Like you are in the most contentious job there is. Like no matter what opinion you have, 80% 80% of the population is probably going to fucking hate you. Um, you you've you've yep. got that straight off the mark. Uh, then on top of that, you kind of have to distance yourself from most people because you don't want them influencing your opinions, especially when it comes to politics and stuff, because it just becomes very social. And it's like, oh, I'll just hang around this person. They approved of that. So I'll just, I'll, I'll just say that. Like that, that kind of just like stays in your wow. resonance. And then the other thing is, I will sit there for a month straight writing a very, very long, very detailed response to something. These are all things that require you to be by yourself for large, large tracks of time. It's not for everyone, that's for sure. It's definitely not for everyone. But I don't think that I would have been able to have done it 
without internal dialogue. Oh, I am with you there. My lifestyle is... This is the first interaction. This is nearly midnight, and it's the first interaction I've had today. Yeah, I don't interact with people. Yeah, I do, and when I do, I can be very sociable if I'm in the mood for it. But I got a plan to be in that mood. Yeah, yeah. I wake up and I think about. I've got the internal dialogue with me mm. the whole day, and that's yeah. it. And I'll go to the gym, and then I look at a few people, and I'll write my videos and do even like if you look at my videos and sketches now, it's just me. It's just I just. Chop together me, put it on TikTok or put it on YouTube. I'll message some people on Facebook about either just friends or I'll say, hey, when's this video going to get done or something. I'll send some emails. And then usually at night is when I interact with people. I'll either do these podcasts. I'll uh, go to Taekwondo. I'll uh, do a show or I'll see my family. But every night I have something, usually I have something on. But then throughout the day, it's me. And I li- I really do like that. Mm. <laughs> I genuinely just am much more comfortable like that. Mm, mm, mm. It's, uh, you, you know what else it is as well? It's because like, even if you're bringing someone up to speed with where you are, mm. you're bringing them up to speed. Because you've already had that conversation in your head. You can just be like, you know, you're talking to someone else and you're like, fuck, we've been through this, you know? Yeah. <laughs> so you're going from there. But then I think the other thing that you've got that is just like, it's just very interesting observing that. Because I'm just so interested in seeing how people's chemicals interact and how that shapes their life. But even when you're interacting with other people, you're still talking about these things of you don't do it on this podcast i'll say that but it sounds like when you're just interacting with other people you're constantly just being like when's this happening when's that happening oh, when's this happening constantly. when's that happening constantly yeah What's it's like an inescapable it's prism and you know what else as well <laughs> to me but this is the thing because like just my, me i'm yeah accepted it. well this is the, like it's just personally because of the way my brain works and it's just really obsessive just wants to think on one thing for a very long period of time deeply um my girlfriend is in the same boat as yours in that she's just a a planner she she's serotonin so she's always just been what's this what's this what's this nothing on earth tires me more than planning like i that is my kryptonite in life. Like if I have to plan something, I just instantly just zone out entirely. I'm just, I'm, I'm gone. Yeah. I can't hear it. Yeah. That's where we're very different. But I, need I think to, I need to plan everything. Yeah. Everything needs to go to plan. And if it doesn't, I can't handle it. Yeah. Whether yeah. it's my career, whether it's a relationship. Um, and it's not pretty when things don't go to plan. No, I don't, I don't feel good. I don't feel comfortable. My uh, emotions run very high, and I, I I just I'm not in a good state. But as you were saying, even if you are planning things, it's still heavy. Yeah, it's when I'm planning draining. things, I'm planning I'm planning the next thing after that. I'm like, all right, right now I'm planning. Then what am I going to plan? What am I planning for next? Like even even if you're doing what you're like geared to do, 
yeah. it's still exhausting to you, right? So the major things that I'm thinking about during this podcast are, first of all, a lot of the ways that I want to be able to articulate myself and present myself. There's always things that I'm looking at when I look back at this podcast and think, I could do that better. I could say that better. So that's going through my mind. I'm always looking at the timer here. So I'm thinking about, all right, we've got to be about an hour to an hour 20. Try to keep it that way. Uh, then I'm thinking about what I'm going to do after you le- leave and I've got to pack all this up, probably get to bed because it's quite late. And that's just what's always going through my mind. The next thing. But this is what I'm asking. Do you enjoy that? Well, just it is what it is. It I can't is what say it is. What, whether I enjoy it or not, but if I'm going to... There are a few moments where I'm truly in the zone and truly in a moment, a very pleasurable moment or a very uh, intense moment, and it could just be something as simple as a very deep meditation, looking at something, looking at a at a plant, and a lot of that does calm down. But it's just very rare. Yeah, it's like a... <laughs> You know what it's like. It's 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 pretty much just like asking your cat, "Do you enjoy being a cat?" There's there's no there's no real say in it to you, is there? That's that's pretty much as like that's as kneel as it gets. There's no. I I don't think that there's any way of altering it, even if you wanted to. Yeah, I I've altered the way I think about some of those thoughts, if that makes sense. Because mm. like I said, I've now added patterns of thinking that have helped when it gets overheated, I suppose, or when uh, I feel... But that's just what's on rotation. Yeah. But, like, your brain just naturally wants to organize. Yes, it's organizing when to bring in Exactly, yeah. yeah. Yes, it is organizing when you want to feel serene. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it organizes. I can't do spur of the moment enjoyment things. I just I have to get in. I have to plan to tell myself, all right, this is the time where I enjoy myself. Yeah, yeah, I can't, yeah, yeah. If someone's like, "Hey, come out right now," no, like it, it puts me. It's it just puts me in a state of panic more than anything. Yeah. But then I'm like, oh, but I have to. They're my friends, <laughs> and I do it, and I don't enjoy it. And you don't enjoy it. So even Usually when you're not. there, Usually it doesn't Sometimes like the, the whole time. Oh, you feel it depends like, how many drinks there are, and then I yeah, yeah, eventually yeah. start enjoying it. But but if you're not drinking, I don't just like say s- you're not drinking though. If you're in that social situation, do you feel uncomfortable the entire yes. time, or do you acclimatize? Uncomfortable the entire time, more often than not. Yeah, more often than not. Okay. Sometimes I can acclimatize a little bit, but rarely, if ever. I do it. I still go, and, but I, I enjoy. I'm looking forward to coming home. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But as you're saying, <laughs> no, because if you're saying like, no, it's just the way you operate. But like, if you, if you were in that same social situation, but you said to yourself, uh, yeah, at like nine o'clock on Saturday, I'm going into this social situation. You would then enjoy that social situation. Yeah. Right. Usually, if it's a good social situation. Well, obviously, but like... Yeah. Uh, I've planned for it. You plan for it. So, that just like satisfies the base of that and... Yes. W- when Look, there are exceptions to all of these. There are some times yeah, yeah, where, yeah. you know, I've just started enjoying myself. Yeah, yeah, But And there are times where I've planned to enjoy myself and I'm, probably because I put too much... Pre- it, it, like holidays, I 
feel like when I'm on the holiday, I'm like, okay, I need to just relax. I need to have fun. I need to not think about work. But then like the pressure to relax and have fun is like I'm at work anyway. Because it's just that same thought track of like, come on, have fun. What are you doing? Come on, just relax. Have fun. Have this mm, beer. The beer is mm, fun. Mm, it's mm, good. Mm. It's a fun beer. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Damn, I really do sound crazy. No, but that's just like, if if you if you if you studied anyone's thought pattern, it is it is pretty. No, but you know what? Actually, no, that's not true. Serotonin people, their their thought pattern, at least to me, seems a lot more insane than say like somebody whose thought pattern is estrogen. But somebody whose thought yeah. pattern is estrogen. No, you know what? No, it doesn't. It's just it's it's insane in a different way. It's just I'm somebody sure. who's high in estrogen, they're just extremely emotional and like they'll they'll start crying over fucking Survivor or something like that, you know? And like that's insane in its own way. You know? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> For sure. Yeah. It's just if you really start looking into how someone actually thinks, obviously it's going to be crazy by its own thing because you just you you're constantly especially if you have an internal dialogue, you are not really checking in on the outside world the entire life, your entire life. It's just everything is filtered through that prism of your own mind. It's really surprising because I thought everyone had that. I really did. So did I. But that, I wish I could turn it off sometimes. But then again, it's why I am where I am. Don't get me wrong. No, that's true. It's- well, you know what, actually? Maybe not because... Well, maybe I think it's a symptom of certain characteristics that that uh, are why I am where I am. Look, it would definitely help you with writing scripts, oh, but yeah. in terms of like your success mechanism, I think that your success mechanism just comes from the fact that you're high in serotonin, and so you do like to plan, and planning is yeah. a very good way of uh, reaching your goals, right? But that is not exclusive. Like those two things don't, because for instance, my girlfriend does not have an inner dialogue, but she is high in serotonin, and so she plans everything. I think the real success mechanism there is is the planning part, but the dialogue specifically would help you with writing, like doing stand up and stuff like that. Um, I think that you probably have the same thing that I do when you're writing especially if you're writing skits and things like that i think that you and i actually have this advantage because of that where we don't have to really bounce the skit around like i feel like you know there's like 90s writer rooms or like you know the the cheap australian version of Dude, like don't need it. Don't. Yeah, it's it's a hindrance. To it's me, it's a hindrance. I can't imagine being able to write something like a script without having internal dialogue because you have to imagine that dialogue being bounced around by different characters. Exactly. And that's the perfect example of where inner dialogue can help you. But I think that the uh, the the huge cost of it is just not being present. Yep. Which I think is fraught with its own problems. And I think that the other thing is, um, I think it is just like, I think 
that it would for both of us it just be it would be much more mentally taxing than a lot of other people that don't have an internal dialogue like just being awake would be a lot more taxing i'd imagine people without an internal dialogue sleep a lot better <laughs> we'll see this is the other thing every single night my girlfriend goes to sleep before i do oh every single night okay miss love same thing if i'm ever on tour Oh, well, that, or whatever, no, hang on. Like they don't have internet, so out, there you go. Out like a light. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. No, I, I don't understand that. But I, So you do that as well. So you're like asleep or like you'll be lying in bed. Sometimes this happens. Like sometimes I'll just be sitting there and I'll just be like talking to myself and, and then like I'll look at the fucking clock and I'll just be like, fuck, it's 3 a.m. Oh, yeah. You know, like I go to bed at like 12 That's or 1 or something like that. Particularly these last two weeks where, yeah, look certain things happening in my life and i have not slept much see There's and that's this... the other thing that's like a real downside to it yeah is that like you will just keep reliving this if if say you're feeling like down about something or beating yourself up about something you'll just keep reliving the same moment over and over it's a yep. slow drip torture yep and it's always how did that happen? Why didn't it go to plan? How can I do better? What went wrong? <laughs> just yeah, yep, yeah, on rotation. Yep, just constantly, and then like different and it doesn't... sort of paths, going down different paths of thinking about it, and then thinking about it this way. What could have happened if I did this? It, yeah, look, when things aren't going well, it's not a good thing to have that kind of inner dialogue at all. When things are going well, it's great because it's just reinforcing that hey, everything's going well. This is great. Keep planning. Keep doing this. Keep doing that. You know what else is actually really helps in crisis mode. Yeah, I think that um, a lot of the people that I observe that now that I think about it, that don't have internal dialogue. Anytime, like some there's some fucking major scandal or some shit around me, everyone else freaks the fuck out, but I don't. I think, like, in crises, it actually helps a lot. Mm, I don't know, because then my inner dialogue becomes very crisis-oriented itself. And it goes in all sorts of tangents. And I, then I can't actually have a hand... Uh, when I'm not in a crisis mode, I have a pretty good handle on it, I feel. And it's on what? On that inner dialogue. And it's not that sort of overheated steam engine. But then when I'm in crisis mode, it can, it can not always, but... It, can get into that overheated steam engine situation and then I'm not really thinking rationally at all and will do and say crazy things. Really? Yep. Uh, but it's because there's too much. There's even, if you think that normally in a dialogue is a lot, when I'm in a crisis, when I'm in crisis mode, it's <laughs> amplified. I wonder what happens there. I wonder why that's happening. If I haven't planned for the crisis, that's the thing as well. If it's sort of an expected thing. So things like bad, uh, I don't know, troll comments or um, cance a mini cancellation, you know, people not liking a video, I've, I expect that. So I don't go into crisis mode. But things that happen that are unexpected... It's when I go into like real crisis mode. 
That's why I don't like driving. Because I'm just overthinking everything when I drive. You don't think that like... I can't wait for those autonomous cars, man. What about if you're driving in the countryside? Yeah, that's fine. That's better because it's not... You don't have to think about the One driving note. too much. Yeah. But city driving is just... I can't. It's just... What are you listening to when you're driving? Uh, sometimes podcasts, sometimes the radio, sometimes nothing. Hmm. Okay. And the internal dialogue, which is going well, what on do you normally think drowns about it my out? life, but then it's also the driving as well. What drowns out your dialogue? I don't know, like nothing. Nothing. Yeah. Well, like drinking. Drinking. Even that. It's still, when I'm drunk. I've I know it's still there. Yeah, and it's yeah, saying yeah. like you're drunk. Yeah. 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 <laughs> How fucked is that? <laughs> Yeah, you're drunk. Just get some up. water, <laughs> but no, <Yeah>. don't. <laughs> um, <laughs> make sure you get enough sleep. No, make sure you drink a lot of water before you sleep. Like that. That's what I'm still saying to myself. Right. And then see, but the that, only that time helps. it turns off is when I'm then blackout. Where I actually then the next day I'm like, oh, there was that half hour period I actually don't remember from last night. Well, yeah, that's but that's true crisis mode, isn't it? And it, it? probably would have still been there. I just don't remember it. Yeah, maybe. Who knows? But I think that that is something else that it helps with definitely is when you're drunk, there is something there saying you shouldn't drive or oh, um, yeah. you should drink water. Whereas somebody that doesn't have any dialogue will just drive. Yeah. I've noticed that so much as well. Yes. Now that I think about it, the people that I know, because now that... Miss just said that one little distinction of who does and who doesn't have an inner dialogue. It's actually kind of easy to tell who does and who doesn't a lot mm-hmm. of the time. Yeah, my um, my inner dialogue can be very. It can be a preventative measure from risk and stupidity, <laughs> but then it can also exacerbate self-induced stupidity and 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 risky behavior if I am in that crisis mode. Depends if you're being neurotic or not, I guess. It's like yeah, it, it stops you from making. Hmm. Yeah, on that big five person, I'm very. You know how Jordan Peterson's always like, women have high neuroticism. Oh, no, I clearly have very high neuroticism. Yeah, it's close. It's anyone that has like is on the attachment side of the uh, attachment scale. They have high neuroticism. Yep. People that have. Uh, uh, just uh, kind of like uh, avoidance by nature and not very neurotic people. And that might be why when you're uh, faced with a crisis, uh, the inner dialogue starts overheating. Yeah, dude, when, yours, I'm, when I'm faced yeah, with a crisis, just, I don't. I, I actually get calm. a lot calmer and more methodical and I feel actually well, the most great. functional that I ever feel is in a crisis. Well, that's a great trait to have, man. I... Uh... Would love that. <laughs> yeah, that's that if is I, a cool. Again, it is a good trait. I will I say that. Plan for a crisis. It's it's to- totally fine. But that's the whole if thing about a crisis. The, isn't yes, it? realm of possibilities. But if it's this sort of adventitious, random occurrence that I couldn't have accounted for, ah, can't handle it. Mm. Yeah. So if I'm doing, I don't know, say a comedy show or something, I've planned for a lot of things. Like, oh, they they might not laugh a lot. I could get heckled. They might just not like the show. 
So that's not me in a crisis mode then. I'm like, all right, this is what's happening. I've been here before. This is what you do. Try this, try that, do that, do that joke, do this. Up the energy a little bit. Nope, change it a little bit. I am, I'm like a fucking robot, man. I just... But if anything ever happens in a show that is just completely unexpected, which by now it's not uh, nothing, everything I've, I've seen a lot now, I don't know what's going to be that unexpected, but then I would maybe go into a crisis mode. Yeah, yeah. Earlier in my career, there were probably times that happened. So what the fuck is your yeah, internal man. dialogue? What's it really trying to get at? Security. It is, isn't it? Security it, it and is, planning, organization, structure, rigidity. So I'm high, highly neurotic, but also very conscientious and organized. So your entire internal dialogue is aimed at getting security. Yeah, it is. Seems like it. It is, I don't yeah. See what else it could be. No. Yours seems to be just getting all of the knowledge of one particular thing and getting as deep as you possibly can into something. Yeah, I'm always trying to... In fact, actually, shit, now that you think... Now that you mention it, that is exactly what my girlfriend said when we were on, we were on shrooms. She said that... Uh, you're always trying to figure something out. Yeah, you've always got that look of ponderance. <laughs> right next. Cut to him right next. That's great. He's <laughs> a very good right You're figuring out the fact that you're always trying to figure something out. There you go, man. <sighs> well, yeah, because... To me, if you're figuring something out and getting to its core and you've solved a problem, that, that is a nice feeling. That is, uh, if, if you have done that, you have, damn, but that's what you're really searching for really at the end of it is just like, I remember having this conversation. I probably told you about this, but I was talking to one of my like uh, high school friends, and he was saying that because he he's constantly looking for security as well. That's one of that's the need that he is constantly trying to meet. Uh, and I said, "Are you happy with your life right now?" And he used the word content, and I was saying, "But are that's you nice. at peace?" Never. And that is a different thing. Being content and being at peace. I can't. How can you be at peace when there's always this voice thinking about? Well, I can be at peace when I tell myself, "Hey, be at peace right now." Just for just that brief be moment. Be in the present. Yeah, be present. Meditate. Then, yeah, I guess I'm at peace. But all right, the meditation is about to end. When's it going to end? All right, sending now. What are we doing next? All right, we're making breakfast. Yeah. So you just we're working out. You're not really, are you? Because like being at peace would kind of just suggest that you're kind of there. The majority of your life, you know, that that's your like nope. go-to place. And I've never been at peace. Bro. Well, would you say that you're like content? Yeah. Not now, because like I said in the last podcast, there's just too many things that are 
that out have, of order that have been out. Yes, the found a few foundations in the uh, structure of my life have crumbled a little bit. The building's still there. I just need to redesign it a little bit and think about a lot of things and find a, a longer term plan. I think that's a big thing I need right now. I've got these few short term plans, but they fall into peace with that longer term plan. And now that that longer term plan is eroding a little bit, the vision of it and the passion for it has eroded. That's had a flow on effect to some of the shorter and medium term plans. But anyway, I don't want to go into like everything that I'm thinking about right now again, but Yes, my life is just a a series of plans and planning about those plans. And you're trying to achieve security out of that. And I think that yeah, like the 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 overall thing that everybody is striving towards with what their brain is constantly trying to get at is some kind of feeling of peace. Yeah. Because, like, in my mind, my map would be that once you solve that, then you will have permanently solved that, and then you don't have to think about that again. And, like, that that part, that puzzle, I guess, is solved. The That's thing cool. is, though... That's really cool. It is cool, and it definitely does help in that I do feel like it has advanced me a lot, just having that natural thought pattern... Uh, and permanently advance me. But I suppose the same thing is there, that if you think that way, well, there's always going to be another puzzle to solve and there's going to be a bigger puzzle to solve and after that there's going to be a bigger puzzle to solve. So at the end of the day, you're not really getting any peace out of it. Similarly with me, there's just always... You, you create security somewhere there's somewhere else that you can feel insecure about Shore up that fortress yeah 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 if there's anything that i can't handle it is insecurity and not just in the normal context that it's used but that's part of it as well if i'm insecure about anything it's it's not a good it's not a good feeling for anyone but it's something i just desperately need to figure out and plan how to not be insecure about that. And yeah, if you are constantly planning into the future, as as you're even saying, I guess, it is sort of proving it's it's just the best mechanism possible to avoiding feeling insecurity if you've planned for every contingency happening. And then when it gets to that, you can just be like, oh, well, at least I've thought of that, you know? Like what you're saying in stand-up. Like it's just like, if that joke doesn't work, then I can say this joke. It's just like that feeling of insecurity is going to be avoided if you have planned for every contingency as much as possible. And again, the same thing as well. Like, I guess when you're just saying like, I guess the reason that like if you see people say like, come out now and you're just like, I'm not enjoying this while I'm here. It is because uh, you have not had time to plan like yeah. what can happen in that situation. Yeah. And, for and you, that brings uncomfort. For you, if you're in a social situation, you're not able to further solve 
what yeah. it is that you want to solve and instead yeah. you have to focus on somebody talking about their Some drugs name or whatever. bullshit yeah so, and it's just like yeah and you're right it's just like, like all the time off. i'm just like this is a fucking waste of time and i can see that now so much in your videos because your portrayals of people that you clearly deem say insignificant but laughable you just excoriate them so harshly. <laughs> I can clearly see that. Why are you not thinking about what I'm thinking? Instead, you're sitting there watching the fucking Bachelor or you're eating KFC. You are p- pathetic. <laughs> I see that so much now. Yeah, dude, that that is actually true. That's... I... I, I... Now that I think about it, I don't even know why I'd be moving towards solving the problem because I I really don't think that I'm doing it for a feeling of security. You know what? I will say this. I will say this, and this is something that I think, I think you are motivated more by a stick than a carrot. And I think I'm more motivated by a carrot. Yeah, I can see that. Yeah. I think that like, the thought of you losing something that's when you'll just be like fuck but like kick into high gear <laughs> yep yeah yeah, yeah and yeah, like man. yeah anytime you can't handle that you can't handle it as soon as i feel like something's slipping away and from no fault of my own or for reasons i can't fathom or understand i just yeah i go it drives me nuts Whereas the Zen way of looking at something like that is change is a natural part of life. Sometimes a tree must lose a few leaves to gain. Does that give you peace? Well, just thinking about that now gave me a little bit of peace, but still 90% of my mind would be, what's this other thing I've lost or what's this other thing I'm about to lose? (laughs) So it is that. So that's like, you can't really... Like you can kind of just logically justify in your head losing something, but the feeling of losing something is still there. Yeah. Okay. Well, if I can logically justify it, it makes it easier. But if I can't, if it's not logical why I'm losing something or what I could be losing or what is going not according to plan, then I I just, I can't handle stuff like that. It's as simple as like if people are like, yeah, I'll email you today and then they don't. What 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 happened? Why didn't like you told me you're gonna do that? Why didn't you do it? What's going on? What's what's wrong? Hey, did you <laughs> Whereas do that? if they're like, Oh sorry, I didn't if they say, Hey, I'm still working on it a little bit, I'll email you. I know I said I'll email you today, but I'll email you in two days or something. I'm like, oh it's fine. Did you? I can't handle that when someone's like, "Yeah, I'm going to do this," and they don't. And do they it. don't do it. Yeah. Nothing infuriates me more. Mm. No, I get that because, like, that's that's like ninety five percent of my conflict in life. And I planned the day knowing that that would get done. That's why I don't like giving too many tasks to other people sometimes. And this isn't just a work thing. This is also, I guess, a social thing as well. But. Did you do that thing that you can't really handle, should? Can't handle it. I think I remember saying this to you a few weeks ago. You really should come up with a and like a 
a general purpose contingency plan. It suits your blueprint. It really does. If you just sit there and you're just like, you know, if someone doesn't email me, it's not that I'll do look, this instead. No, no, but we're just using it as an example. Sure, right? yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah? Like you just say like, I'll be doing this instead if this happens. Yeah, I need things like that. Like if you have that go-to list in your head, I swear that that would uh, alleviate 90% of your problems. I've got a little bit of that. I tend to just then focus really hard on other things that I can control. So, okay, certain things aren't going the way I planned in whatever aspect of my life. Let me really knuckle down and focus on reading for the the hour or the two hours a day. Let me really knuckle down and focus on working out or doing my martial arts. That helps me a little bit, but a little bit. <laughs> mm. um, what's your contingency? Well, you don't really need one because if things I don't, don't go one. to plan, you, you said you're fine. No, I've got everything in my head already. Like, that happens all the time. If 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 a friend, even if I'm driving there and a friend says, uh, I can't do it, like, you know, 10 seconds before I'm about to walk into their house or something like that, I'm good to go. I'll just get back in the car. I'll be fine. I'll just be still thinking about that thing. Nah, Probably see, be I, relieved. I can't. I can't. Like even that when you say like I can do this Monday and then you're like I can't do it today I know I I've it's fine but then I'm like well, f- fucking plan the fucking week for this and yeah yeah <laughs> no I know because like dude that that nothing gives my girlfriends the shits more than that and you know what else as well with someone like me that is going to happen a lot because I just get lost in like an autistic yeah. trail of thoughts I can tell and then. Like- <laughs> <laughs> So, like, I'm the exact, like, yeah, like, time is of no real sometimes consequence to me, I suppose. Sometimes I wish I had some aspects of that, I guess. Definitely the crisis mode characteristics sound good. I right really now, maybe I need they're... to obsess over something. I feel like I would, it would help me to just be really obsessed with something and but you can do Focus that. This is the that. whole thing. It's just like you're, I think but this is the other thing that's like really interesting about just getting these little tools in place. This is just for anyone listening at home. Figuring out just these basic things. What of those four chemicals are you? Uh, do you have an internal dialogue? Do you not have an internal dialogue? You can use these things to your advantage. So with that, for instance, if you want to obsess over something, you schedule that in just like you scheduled in a holiday. But I can't obsess over something if I'm not passionate about it or if I don't actually see the underlying philosophy of it. So that's where I think I come into the, I think it was INFJ. I can't remember what it was exactly, but I need to feel an underlying belief or philosophy behind everything I do. I can't just do things for the sake of it or for the pleasure I get out of it. But you do have like a that though, don't you? Well, for everything I do now, yeah, there's a, there's definitely a philosophy behind. So even if I'm going out to experience pleasure with mates and have drinks or go on a date or whatever, there's an underpinning philosophy of the importance of a work-life balance and the importance of being able to have fun and have that release. 
But if I didn't have that, if there was none of that, just going out to have the fun. And that was why I struggled with that for so long. I didn't like going out and having fun because I didn't feel like this was useful or necessary in any way. But then I recalibrated that and thought, no, okay, I can see why this definitely is an admirable pastime in uh, a human life to have fun. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. So then I, but then I focus too much on that. Mm, mm. Well, if you're going to be doing that, But it's it's just it's so it's so inherent in everything that you're saying though. Like it's very easy to just quickly change a few of these elements yeah. to serve that next point, which I think is what you were saying in the last podcast was more contribution. You just schedule in the time. You obviously have the underlying philosophy there of needing that. I think basically just for it's the next stage. It truly is the next stage of self-development. I think that once you get growth under control for a couple of years, once you start, as Jordan Peterson's always saying is his great metaphor of cleaning your room, like you get yourself under control to a certain degree where like your mind, body, and spirit is sort of just getting exercised every day and you have got that basic tenement of self-help instilled that you're kind of like exercising, reading, and meditating. After that, that gets that point that you're at, I think, which is the now what point. And the thing is that like if you just start implementing these things using your uh, ability of guess the word is strategizing but like at least you know like scheduling at least just scheduling in like an hour just like you would for reading or something like that of just uh what what can i turn into my big passion in life and just like actually sitting there and nutting it out like you have all the tools there already and the thing is that you have a brain that is constantly just focused on what the task is and what the next task will be so again just scheduling that in of just being like, how do I change the 10-year goal to work for me better? Hmm. That needs to happen. And you know that needs to happen. And I think that it's just like what you were saying before. is just like when, when you're in a crisis mode, you don't think clearly. Which now, it's really cool actually. This podcast is putting in a lot of the concepts that we've been talking about for the last year, I guess, which is that, in terms of the attachment scale, you are further on this side of, uh, you know, being needy and attached than like, you know, their center is being a secure person that's being attached. And that is, um, you know, being, uh, you know, avoidant. You're there. Uh huh. If you're in that stage, Where's it go from there? You know, like where, where that for you to get to like that, to get more secure, you need to change those like little elements that are happening there. So like even getting yourself out of that rut where you're here to there, you have the tools available like using your your blueprint. And instead of just like having your inner dialogue just sitting there kind of just going on like a free spin, 
you can claim like back that hour to just kind of just be sitting there and being like, no, I'm going to like reorganize my internal dialogue and I'm going to reorganize my like long-term goal Mm. this hour. And that works for your blueprint. At least that's what it sounds like when I'm like hearing how your brain works. That's like intuitively what I thought it would have been anyway. Yeah. But you kind of just like in those moments in life where you're kind of just like in a crisis mode or whatever, you really need to get back to basics. And all of these tools that we were discussing here, it's just like, you know, as we were saying, I think that because I've just spoken to you for like a long time and uh, just like, I guess, having these tools, being able to sort things and stuff like that, it just becomes easier to know what the basics are for you. But really, that seems to be your operating manual. When you're in a crisis mode, the reason that you start panicking in that situation is because uh, you have like an attachment style. And so obviously that's just going to make you like all wavy and shit. Uh, You get into that mode when you don't have certainty and uh, the way that you get out of certainty is by planning things. It all just starts working into one another. And so I think that that's it. It's just like, dude, for you to get out of like any crisis mode, you have to just like, you have to look at it as like a plan. Like getting out of the crisis has to be the new plan. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think I've got elements of that, but it's, yeah, definitely something I can work on. So like, yeah, mm, it's just like, I do. think that... A lot of things. Just more things <laughs> to plan to do. <laughs> <laughs> Gotta work on that. Gotta work on this part of me. Gotta... Yeah, planning's like, it's it's a it's a really really good. I like it as like a. I wouldn't necessarily see it, like as everything. It just has like checks and minuses, but damn, there's some good checks to it. Yeah, as you were saying, right? Like it's just it's a very robotic way of looking at life. It's really methodical. Yeah. So it's yeah. actually like for those moments, it can work really really well. Mm. Then again, like yeah, I just, I don't know. I like that. All right, well, I think we'll, uh, yeah, we'll wrap this one up. That was my inner dialogue telling me to wrap it up. Well, what's the time? It was nearly an hour. It's a shorter one today, but. Yeah, whatever. They got their money's worth. Yeah, exactly. If they're paying. Neilcarker.com slash podcast. Uh, I'm doing a show on the Gold Coast soon, March 20th. I've also got weekly shows in Sydney. Check out Jordan's page as well. He's touring. And we will. We will see you next time, guys. See ya.